0: Monica, Matthews Show. Monica Matthews Show. Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. Happy Thursday to you, America and beyond. The Supreme Court of the United States has not decided in favor of the President of the United States, former President Trump, uh, up against the Supreme Court's ruling about his executive privilege while... Still the president of the United States, this uh, January 6th commission, which some people who have been subpoenaed by them have referred to them as illegitimate, an illegitimate unconstitutional commission that is not uh, equally unbalanced in terms of representation of both parties. If you still consider Liz Cheney um a a bona fide Republican as most Republicans polled do not, uh, then that would be who they are referring to. I gotta tell you, I, very concerning times for me as someone who follows politics and um, you know, who and, and who honestly appreciates the the political um cycle right the really the privilege that we even have to to have an election cycle in this country to be honest with you um very concerning times with regard to people being accused of Uh, treasonous activity. You have very big words being thrown around right now. Um, And the fact that the Supreme Court has said, hey, uh, sure, J6 commission, you should have access to all of President Trump's communications while still in office. Um, Their assertion is there's something to get to the bottom to with regard to January 6th. And whether or not, you know, he was involved with uh, plotting to, quote, overthrow the government, you know, by virtue of exercising his constitutional right along with governors, state legislatures, secretaries of state, attorney generals, uh, your GOP chairs. Mind you, had this been the DNC, they would have certainly been well within their right also to question elections. And they have questioned election results of the past. And no one has accused them of treason or sedition or conspiracy or, you know, these big, hefty, awful uh, you know, at false accusations, right? for simply questioning or even complaining or whining or having an opinion, you know, dissenting uh, hashtag not my president, which the Democrats started feverishly in 2016 regarding President Trump. And so no one accused them of these outlandish, false accusations of attempting to overthrow the government. So I want you to back up to the fall of 2020, because that's when you started to see this media narrative shape around, oh, Donald Trump's probably not going to leave office, right? I bet if someone were to put together a montage of all of your left-leaning media outlets— otherwise known as mainstream media you would see that the overarching narrative was trying to build a case for something i personally believe others knew was already in motion and and it was going to be executed but not by republic well i can't say not by republicans because it's it's been my belief all along and just by virtue of listening to people right who are totally anti-trumpers on the right Uh, watching their behavior around uh, questions around the election, right, and the integrity thereof, and the results, right? And they were instantly ready to move on. It was like, hashtag move on, right? We'll get to 2022, 2024, but let's just move on from 2020. And I thought to myself, huh, now that's interesting, right? So I can't say that it was only Democrats who I believe were – part of something exactly what Republicans and people who were actually constitutionally and legally looking into election results in various states to ensure that their states had, in fact, had legitimate elections, which is a constitutional mandate. It's not illegal to do that. It is a, you, you should, most state constitutions, I should say, most state constitutions. I don't know about the Constitution of the United States, other than the fact that having a legal and fair election, right, is uh, is of a constitutional nature in this country, right? Because that's how we are governed. <laughs> Uh, in theory, I guess, because the judiciary is completely out of control. Everything is helter-skelter. Everything is upside down. What's horizontal should be vertical. What's vertical should be horizontal. The arrow is upside down on the milk carton. It is a complete and total governmental mess in this country across the board, in my humble opinion. It is just sheer chaos, right? Ah, uh, Virginia, you know, notwithstanding, I mean, they certainly have upset the apple cart, uh, you know, of the Democrats from their executive uh, branch down. Wow. What a landslide victory that was. Um, that was phenomenal. And, and so people are still kind of like waking up from that. Right. But but when it comes to your states having obligations to ensure judicially and legislatively, that your vote was equally protected, that is a part of your constitutional right. And that, to my very limited knowledge about things that were executed outside of my, I mean, my state, people are still working on election from 2020, like voters, voters, Georgia, those guys are, you know, uh, there's another one out here that's got, you know, a ton of video evidence with regard to drop boxes, all these things that to my understanding have been submitted to law enforcement. So again, it's not like there's some Rogue militia out here attempting to overthrow the government with some illegal, nefarious, malfeas- mal- malfeasant, uh, you know, activity. Not to my, not anyone I know of, and not anyone who's in the news cycle right now. And so, it's unbelievable to me that everything that the left and mainstream media is attempting to attach to President Trump, to Republicans, to the GOP, to uh, people who believed that something was awry in 2020. Um, it is astounding to me that every that which they are accusing others of, it appears as though, allegedly, they themselves have participated with. And they are balls to the wall on this. So I'm also to understand that Miss Sidney Powell, who was leading the charge regarding election integrity on behalf, uh, along with, um, I don't know about on behalf of, but in conjunction with uh, Rudy Giuliani, those two, including Jenna Ellis, have been subpoenaed by the January 6th commission. Uh, As I saw tonight on the news, uh, she, Sidney Powell said that she will uh, actually comply Um, and, but she will also be bringing election fraud, uh, evidence with her. And something I said to someone just today was, you know, this is kind of interesting to me because, because this is how God works, right? When you're setting a trap for people and you are working wickedly, and if you're one of these people who are setting traps and you're listening to the show, I really want to encourage you to stop and think about what you're doing. And I'm going to say, and I'm going to tell you why. Because biblically speaking, it never works out well for people who are setting false traps for others. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. And it's awful. It, it is it is grotesque. It is vile. It is filthy. It is something I, you know, I'm just mind blown that this is my country. I'll be honest with you. I am. I know politics is dirty, and it's always been dirty, right? But this is, this is awful, awful. What is happening in the country right now? Um, and so this case, I, I feel. It has been building since the fall of 2020. Obviously, I think a lot of this started way before 2020. This is a part of a geopolitical war space that I believe has been coming for like the past 100 years, 50, 30, you know, 20 years in the making and boom, here we are. And, uh, you know, and then there just happens to be this Donald Trump who everyone hates, uh, who doesn't love him, right? But people, politicos and others can't stand him. They got to, you know, he's got to go down for the cause. And I just think it's really interesting that as they're calling people forward, you know, here's Sydney, who's like, I'm bringing the evidence with me. So I'm not really sure how once that evidence is brought forth, how you're going to squash it or otherwise refute it any longer. Even though uh, Chuck Schumer would have you believe in his uh, speech on the Senate floor yesterday after pounding sand because they lost their filibuster and, quote, voter election integrity uh, legislation, right? All of this stuff is just kind of squashed together. Really what it was was an overreach of the federal government attempting to encroach upon your state's rights with regard to your elections and federal elections. Right. Even more so. They want to federalize elections. And if you don't know by now what a bad idea that is, I don't know that you ever will. That is a really bad idea. Right. Our states are sovereign for a reason. Yes, we do have a federal government. uh, But your state and your ability to carry out your elections as your state sees fit is a really big deal. (laughs) So uh, so for the feds to get involved, I will say this. I would love to see Uh, I'm going to go over some of these things that were introduced in the, quote, Freedom to Vote Act, right? What what the Democrats are trying to tell you is that um, the Democrats want you to believe that there wasn't anything wrong with 2020. It was the safest election in history, okay? And then while the 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 Republicans were like oh yeah and especially the Never Trumper Republicans and your legislatures across the country were like oh we, we gotta this is this is how many of your states how many of your states actually passed uh, voter integrity legislation this past session a lot of them right my state included but I'm gonna tell you what I said about that okay. I thought, well, that's interesting. Why would we pass more lies, uh, lies? Exactly. Thank you, Forty and Slip. Why would we pass more legislation when people didn't adhere to the laws that were already on the books to begin with? I'm not sure what it is about us as humans that think that more law is going to stave off, you know, the the humans' propensity to just be crappy in our fallen nature. Right. And to, to to find a way around something, especially if you've been bought off, you've been uh, extorted, you've been bribed, uh, blackmailed, you know, because it's never incompetence, I don't think, for most people who have been who are in a position where they're willing to just sacrifice the whole country for their little parcel of gain. And that's what I see happening right now in your uh, legislatures across the country and certainly in the United States Congress and Senate. There's a lot of that going on, right? A lot. But it's interesting to me that the Democrats would have catfished a voter integrity bill, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, with the uh, filibuster and doing away with the philida- well, filibuster as we know it, right? Simple majority filibuster, uh, you know, bad idea. And so here we are in the, uh, this is, uh, who, where am I? Here we go. This is the Freedom to Vote Act. This was Senator uh, Klobuchar, Amy, out of Minnesota. Okay. This bill addresses voter registration and voting access election integrity and security redistricting and campaign finance. These are just the highlights okay campaign finance I will say I do believe that campaign finance reform is absolutely crucial along with term limits if you're ever going to see uh, really uh, positive changes in your uh, in your elections, whether that be in state elections or fed. And uh, so specifically, the bill expands voter registration, e.g. automatic and same-day registration. I totally disagree with that. And voting access, okay, vote by mail and early voting. It also limits removing voters from voter rolls. Well, in the state of Georgia, you can't even remove people from voter rolls within, I want to say it's a six-month or four-month window from a federal election um, and so I'm confused about how much you know exactly. When are you supposed to purge your rolls? Right? We found out in the state of Georgia that our Secretary of State never purged the rolls in 2019. That's per per my sources. So go figure, right? So people were literally receiving absentee ballots who had moved out of state. I mean, the, the, there are affidavits. There there's documented cases of that having uh, taken place. And so, um, what else? Automatic and same-day registration, totally against that. Uh, vote by mail and early voting. Uh, in the state of Georgia and some other states, people are voting for like 30 days. I mean, that is insane. That is absolutely insane. And what they're trying to tell you is that there are certain people in a certain demographic of folks who just cannot get it get it together by bus, train, parachuting, scooter, uh, two legs, you know, whatever car, Uber, whatever it is, planes, trains, and automobiles, right? They cannot make it to a polling station for for thirty days. Like it for thirty days, there's some people who just cannot make it to cast their vote. That is insane. That is, I'm so glad this did not pass for a hundred different reasons, but not the least of which is this is nuts. Now, I do believe that we should establish uh, election day is a federal holiday. I 1000% agree with that because that would certainly do away with, well, I can't get off work. Right. Or I can't, well, but I got to tell you, even for some companies, if you're in logistics, they don't care if you're on a federal holiday. Right. But if you're, if your vote means that much to you and you want to take the whole day to go vote, then take a day, go for it. You may not, you know, you may get get docked for it, or you may miss out on a federal holiday pay, but you know what? Uh, it's a federal holiday. I think for the majority of Americans, they agree it should be a federal holiday. I positively agree with that. The bill declares that the right of a U.S. citizen to vote in any election for federal office shall not be denied or abridged because that individual has been convicted of a criminal offense unless at the time of the election, such individual is serving a felony sentence the bill establishes certain federal criminal offenses related to voting. In particular, the bill establishes a new criminal offense for conduct or attempted conduct to corruptly hinder, interfere with, or prevent another person from registering to vote or helping someone register to vote. Interesting. Additionally, the bill sets forth provisions related to election security. Pay attention. Including by requiring states to conduct post-election audits for federal elections. Full stop. Now, you're telling me, that the Democrats are attempting to create and weave a narrative that somehow President Trump and anyone aligned with investigating, otherwise questioning, even in narrative only, okay, um, espousing that there was something awry with 2020, and therefore, through constitutionally protected and legal measures judicially protected measures. Again, I'm not talking about vigilantism, political vigilantism. I'm talking about judicially protected measures, right? To question, you have a certain amount of time in the state of Georgia to question the election results. I want to say it's 20 days. So you got to get busy. There's a lot of things you got to present in order to make that happen. Well, Long story with how it went down in Georgia, but let's just say there were a few intentional hiccups, in my humble opinion, as to why these cases were not heard. And we go into that another show, but I find it particularly interesting that here they are hauling people in, not because they think they were in uh, D.C. on January the 6th, But because they were questioning, they were political dissenters. They were questioning the results of 2020 and carrying on with a narrative that the election was stolen. There was fraud, blah, 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 blah. And somehow attempting to criminalize people, right, for that. Yet here it is right here. In the Freedom to Vote Act, I'm going to read it again. Additionally, the bill sets forth provisions related to election security, including by requiring states to conduct post-election audits for federal elections. Now, I'm sorry. Do you see the abject, double-mindedness, hypocrisy, whatever you want to call it. I'm not saying that you shouldn't have. I, I, I'm saying that absolutely you have the right. You should have the right to audit your, and to my understanding, every state does. Now, why does this need to be a federal law? Why, why do the, and, and then it goes on to talk about your redistricting ability, and per- when they can prohibit you actually uh, redistricting. Right. Talks about campaign finance, uh, campaign spending by foreign nationals. I'm all about that. Requiring additional disclosure of campaign related fundraising and spending, requiring additional disclaimers regarding certain political advertising and establishing an alternative campaign funding system for certain federal offices. Now, all of that is nothing but blah, 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 because until they put in with the exception of the foreign nationals. Campaign spending, they should add in there campaign spending for, you know, presidents and CEOs of uh, social media corporations. If they were really serious about campaign finance reform, they would absolutely start there, right? But it's really easy to find a workaround with stuff like, as you can see with Jeff Zuckerberg, what you do and with others is you find a pack or a super pack that you can run your money through. It's like a political laundering system. It is unbelievable. And again, it's not just the Democrats who do it. It's on both sides of the aisles. Don't let anyone fool you into thinking that the Democrats are the only abhorrent uh, players in all of this political crap. Okay. Because they're not. So here we are with, I'm totally on board with no, this whole foreign nationals spending money in our elections is for the birds. Like, no, absolutely not. Now, again, there's really no way to stop that. I mean, people are just going to get craftier at hiding the money in their C4s and their independent expenditures. I mean, that's just what they do. And they, you, they, I'm telling you, it is a racket. And the feds know it, obviously, because here they are trying to alter it, which is kind of interesting to me. But I think it's all smoke and mirrors, to be honest with you, because most people writing this legislation or who would vote for this legislation are in favor of it, know exactly how the game is played. So unless you're going to, you know, again, it, it sounds good up front, but as far as I'm concerned, it's nothing but a bunch of crap, but with regard to, um, you know, political advertising and all uh, here's the deal until you actually deal with the amount of money that can be spent for congressional or Senate campaigns, right? What are you doing? What are you doing? I mean, you're talking million, I just, for me personally, I'm kind of like, I'm almost like the flat taxer whenever it comes to campaign finance reform, right? It's like, here's the amount of money that you get to spend on a congressional campaign. Like I'm talking about putting caps on stuff and I mean caps. (laughs) And if you can't win your seat with that amount of money, you don't deserve your seat. There you go. If you're just not that great of a human or candidate and you can't make it work out with, you know, I don't know, let's say a million dollars. Let's say you cap out at every congressional campaign at a million dollars, right? Let's say that that's your, that's your maximum cap out. I mean, why can't you make that work? Who exactly are you advertising to? Why, are you, why would you advertise across states anyway, right? You have a district. You have a congressional district, And if you can't get out and shake hands and pat butts and babies and kiss babies and old grandmas and whatever, then what are you doing? You're playing politics. So I am super glad that this, thank you so much, Manchin and uh, Ms. Senna. So, so very uh, grateful that this did not pass. I realize everybody's up in arms about it um, on the left, you know, but I got to tell you, I'm just, I'm, I'm astounded. I shouldn't be, I guess I shouldn't. It's politics, right? I'm just disappointed. I'm disappointed with with what we now know. There's there's such a cloud of what over January the sixth. There are people still sitting in prison who have either not been charged or they have not had uh, access to their counsel. They have been mistreated according to the reports that we've been made you know have been made privy to the public. Um, it is it is very disheartening. It is grievous. And I gotta tell you, I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. If if there were a if there was a cell block of Democrats who were being treated this way, it should grieve you. It should it should it should really prick your heart. I mean, it's just I don't care who it is, right? As American citizens, with regard to due process, every single person in this country as a legal citizen, and clearly even those who are illegal, uh, they, get a due, they get due process, for God's sakes. So it's like you may not have constitutional uh, privileges, right, or rights, but there's still a process that's due with regard to you being here illegally, right? So what about the people who are citizens here? So every single citizen of this country constitutionally is bound to due process. So it really grieves me that all of this is happening. Um, And without going into too much more of that, I will just say that that was a real blow that was dealt to the Democrats. And who knows what the retribution for that's going to be. Um, You know, something that's really interesting to me, and I'm going to touch on this and let you guys go. I've got to jump on a space. As you guys know, I uh, co-host at times with a couple of guys on uh, Twitter, Um, And uh, one of them is called Crypto Attorney, and the other one is Mark Naughton. If you're not following Mark, I highly suggest that you do. He's a great uh, independent video journalist, uh, and he's someone, you know, that goes out on the street, and he talks to people, and he's likable. You know, he's just, he's a solid dude. Um, Military, law enforcement guy, you know, he's just, he's solid. So we get on these spaces, and we're going to actually talk tonight about uh, the ruling of the Supreme Court with regard to President Trump and his, um, his executive privilege or now lack thereof, uh, due to political retribution. But uh, the CDC, in other news, shocking, admits that natural immunity is better than the vaccination. (laughs) So it'll be interesting to see. You know, we got Boris over there in the UK, old Bojo telling us that, hey, by the way, fun fact, we're doing away with the mask mandates, vaccine mandates. Like, we're just going to roll this COVID thing back, right? And so I think you're going to start to see more of that across the globe. Now, I will say, at least I hope, especially for the sake of our brothers and sisters in Australia and Canada. Um, but Senator Wendy Rogers of Arizona has introduced a bill to hold to hold corporations liable for adverse effects that have come out of these vaccine mandates of their employers, employees, rather. That's pretty powerful. And that should have people shaking in their boots. Now, I will say, since the Supreme Court of the United States of America determined that it is unconstitutional for you as uh, for OSHA, rather, to be able to uh, insist, otherwise mandate, uh, regulate, rule, uh, govern, right, with an iron fist, that uh, corporate America of over 100 employees has to institute vaccination uh, mandates, and so, thank God the Supreme Court actually ruled effectively on that and constitutionally. Uh, praise the Lord, right? But a lot of people, and and, and I hate to say this, but the healthcare industry was left out of that. Um, I don't think that'll be the last that we hear about our healthcare care workers uh, being able to present more to the Supreme Court. I think that's how that was left. But with regard to 86 million American workers, um, you uh, got to stay by the Supreme Court of the United States if you work for a company of 100 employees or more with regard to vaccine mandates. Now, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how many companies are going to end up with some serious litigation on their hands. It was something that a lot of us warned you about. It was something that I think a blind man could have seen coming down the train tracks a mile away. Right? But I feel like, wow, good luck with all of that. And for those of you who are like, well, I've been adversely affected, uh, you know, my husband, my spouse, whatever, whatever, however you've been affected, uh, and maybe you haven't, God willing, you haven't been adversely affected by, uh, by injection. That, that is my honest prayer for you and your loved ones. But if you have, and you took it under duress out of fear of losing your job, right? Because you were told you would right? And you had to give up your confidential health information. And there were violations of HIPAA based on this emergency, uh, you know, act, which really is what it is. Um, And based on unconstitutional mandates and based on fears of your employers, right? And you decide to litigate. There are firms out here who are doing that. So don't feel like you like you have to have $10 million to hire an attorney to work this out because most attorneys who understand what's up, uh, are going to be in my, a lot of my friends are willing to take things on contingency that they know they're going to win. So do not let the fear of lack of capital be what it, you know, be what it is. that keeps you from pursuing, uh, you know, litigation if that's how you are led. Sometimes you guys, it's not worth your health, uh, and the stress of litigation, right? So I, I would encourage you to pray about that. I'm not encouraging everyone to sign up for a particular law fair, if you will. But if you are so inclined, there are people out there who will take your case. Okay, until tomorrow, you know where to find me. Monica On Air Talk on Twitter and uh, MonicaMatthews.com. Be good to your neighbor, beginning your own mirror. And remember, if you're an American, act like one.